0: Well, hi, everybody. We are live here, and you are listening to the WTF Advice Show for April the 25th, 2023. Well, and we don't have our usual contingent here tonight because this show has been canceled so many times because I've been sick, somebody's been sick, Nikki's been out, whatever. And then tonight, today, about an hour ago, Helena wrote and said, I don't feel good at all. So. Helena's not here, but Nikki and I decided we're gonna do it anyway. We've canceled this so many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we hope you feel better, Helena. We miss yeah,
0: you. we do. Um, so, and we were gonna have her tell us about her new farm she bought. Uh, you know I wanted to hear all about it. Um, but uh, she teased us in the mm. in the auditor room, but never really explained it, I noticed. so I wanted we'll have to do that another time. We'll, we'll get the full I'm sure she's gonna do it on her podcast too. So what this show is, is the WTF is a show we started a couple years ago now, and it was just something special for the auditors. It's an auditor exclusive where we kind of answer questions from listeners, from auditors about non-horsey training things, uh, about drama at home, drama in the family, drama at the barn, uh, that kind of stuff. And then uh, Nikki actually, Helene and I are not qualified. Nikki is qualified to answer some of these questions. Tell them why.
1: I am qualified because I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also a licensed certified drug and alcohol counselor. I have other, I'm a clinical cert, uh, certified clinical trauma professional. And I just recently added on a certified sex therapy, sex therapy informed professional as well, just for shits and giggles. Wow. <laughs> just yeah. thought
0: I have nothing else to do. I'll just add another. You've got like 85 letters behind your name. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I was like, well, I was doing more couples work in my private practice. I'm like, let me do some, you know, make throw some sex therapy in there. We usually do talk a lot about sex, and I do work with sex addiction. So, yeah, it's just something fun to get some CEUs, and it's fun to torture my dad with. Be like, what are you doing today? I'm like, learning about sex and monogamy, and you know, (laughs) thruples and (laughs)
0: parents (laughs) will not understand that one. They're not going to get that one.
1: My dad's Italian Sicilian. My dad's like, oh yeah, definitely. I'm like. like, I can hear you. <laughs> that is
0: not gonna. Oh my no. god! All right, why don't you read the disclaimer for this show?
1: Okay, Let me scroll up. A this is bit. usually
0: Helena's job. She does it so I eloquently. I feel like I have
1: to do the little Helena voice. Like this is an yeah. adult. She has such a great radio voice. She, she does. This is an adult show. It is not safe for small years or for work. After all, it's called "What the Fuck Advice Show." Everything the hosts say on this show is for entertainment only. Please do not think we're giving actual advice to anyone about anything. For that, seek someone more professional than us, and that won't be difficult. For any complaints, go to jennifer at horseradionetwork.com.
0: And you can actually, I I don't know, do you do the the long-distance consulting, or you only do in person?
1: I do both. I do virtual, and I do um, in person i um right now i can only do people in the state of new jersey so i couldn't i could only do if anybody's in new jersey looking for a therapist doesn't matter where you i was are. just gonna say if you want real yeah. therapy
0: then you can go on to jer- yeah. away you from can the drive show. Down and
1: hang with me and uh, <laughs> yeah. i my office is outside of city so i'm i know uh lorraine barnes usually um one of the jersey girls and she's more north jersey central north so yeah i'm the south i'm representing south jersey <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't imagine what Atlantic City looks like now. It's got to be run down.
1: You know what's funny? It's not. So they're trying to really build it up. Uh, Stockton University bought some of it. Uh, we have the Ocean Casino that bought Hard Rock. So they're they're trying their best to build up, but still Atlantic City in certain areas, and it's still shady as well, shit. So- <laughs>
0: yeah, it used to be when I lived in Pennsylvania, we'd go to Atlantic City because there were no casinos back then. It was all oh. just, you know there was just no casinos so we'd go to atlantic city and you were fine if you were on the on the casino block right along the water but a block in you didn't want to stop anywhere
1: <laughs> yeah and i used to work at some of the rougher places which was always interesting because like what did you do today i'm like i saw like um a armed robbery and some drug deals going down today so that was fun <laughs> um it's you know, atlantic city is like a walmart up- cities like it's not really a city but it is but it's like the people there it's just fascinating to watch
0: <laughs> yeah the boardwalk was always fascinating in Atlantic City that's for sure
1: it's all pot now like you get out and basically the wave of marijuana like you get a contact high like you don't need to smoke you just you just step out into Atlantic City boardwalk well
0: apparently we're going to get that when we get to Amsterdam too where I've been warned <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> we were told don't go to the coffee shops they are not coffee shops Oh, man. It's not I Starbucks. The,
1: <laughs> I went to the islands recently. went to St. Thomas and St. John. And I swear I was detoxing from the pot and the marijuana that's, I think, even growing. Like, we're driving in St. John. And there's no one around. I'm like, and my friend and I are like, we smell pot. Like, who is who is smoking in the middle of nowhere? Like, yeah, it was definitely, I, th- I had a couple days where I felt a little dizzy coming back. I'm like, God, <laughs> that was a great contact time <laughs> we all got. It.
0: Well, we'll probably get that in the answer name. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, we had a couple of questions, and I will start with Jen. She said, I was sharing turnout duties. This is a little long, but I think I almost have to read the whole thing to get the gist. I was sharing turnout duties with a young woman whose horses st- stalled beside mine. However, a few weeks ago, she left a gate improperly latched for about the fourth time, and her horses got out. Uh, first time, and nothing bad happened. To make a long story short, I told her that the horses will no longer be pastured together, and she came back with, why are you punishing me? Uh, and that would be hard on her horse to be alone. I told her that I wasn't angry, and on and on. She said, the only part that this bothers me is I don't know how to react. So far, I've given her space, but apparently the friend is no longer talking to her. Um, So she's saying, what should I do? Should I say hi to the friend, knowing that she won't reciprocate? Uh, she said, I don't really care about her reaction. I just don't want to feel like I have to avoid her in the barn anymore. I never thought I'd have to put up with high school BS at the age of 53. Welcome to a barn. Yeah. There seems to be always some kind of drama at a barn. There's because there's more than two people.
1: It is. It, and I don't know if it's the horses is a denominator of, of it all, but I mean, I've experienced this no matter what, where it doesn't matter how people get, they still revert back to sometimes high school behaviors. Um, I think it's okay to clear the air just for your own sake and sanity, Jen. Like, just to say, hey, I just want to say hi. I want to say, like, listen, I enjoyed us being friends. And, you know, I just want to make sure that, like, there's no, like, animosity between us. You know, just sometimes it takes that bigger person to say, hey, like, I'm still here. You know, I still would like to be friends with you. And then put the ball in her court. But sometimes it's just – people are just, like, that weird. (laughs) just want to be like, oh, you hurt me in some way. There was a barn drama a couple months ago with a a girl who – at our barn, and we don't have a big barn, lend a bit to another girl and ask for it back. And it started this huge drama. And she's like, I just wanted my bit back. <laughs> like, I just asked for like something I like, borrowed, and then it became this war on Facebook, and she doesn't know. Like it was like exploded. I'm like, I don't understand in the real world. If I ask for a pen back, you'd be like, Cool. But in a horse, way, like, can I get my bridle back that you borrowed for like two months? And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, you don't like me anymore. But I like the bridle. <laughs> yeah. It's like this like personal attack. <laughs> Um, And I think, too, Jen, like, you mean, you know, it's your horse, right? In the end of the day, like, it's not personal. You're the one going to pay the vet bills, you know, if something happens. And I think she's taking it probably way too personally than it should be, but that's on her, not on you. And you got to do right by you and your horse first and foremost. And, yeah, even at 53, it's still, you're going to still encounter people who are acting like 16.
0: You know what? I actually was, I wasn't going to, I was going to come back after Jen a little bit until I, (laughs) Because I was like, oh, one time, leave it a latch. Everybody can do that, right? I mean, I have done it. You've done it. We have all. Mm-hmm. Done it. But then when she said it was the fourth time, then it was like, okay, well, then it's a habit. So that's a different story. That, that changed my my tune a little. Uh, you know, one time you can forgive her anything. You know, we've all done it. I've had horses loose because of it. I've done it. Jennifer's done it. We just do it. But if you if you're consistently doing it, then that's not good. That just means you're not paying attention.
1: No, I've even done this stupid move recently where I've I've thought I've latched my horse as I'm like leading her, and I didn't latch it with the with the with the uh, hook to the uh, halter, and I'm walking with the lunge like the lunge line, just walking, and I'm like wow, my horse is really light in the hand. I'm like, oh, because she's back there, because I didn't really <laughs> hook it. So I'm like, I really don't have any room to talk about latching anything. I, I mean, wish I had a video
0: yeah, of that. That would have been great.
1: <laughs> oh, it's best because it's my mare. She's like, oh, she's an she's, She knows I'm an idiot anyway. She's like, ah, screw it. She'll figure it out eventually.
0: <laughs> and if anybody watching live wants to comment, we're watching the comments. Hi, Rosemary. She commented from Vermont. Right. Uh, but if you also have a question or input on what we're chatting about, as I said, it's going to be pretty short tonight. We only have a few. The people apparently don't have problems. Um, so how about you do the next one?
1: Hey, this sounds like a ridiculous B, but my job can be very stressful at times. and requires a lot of peopleing. I work in a hospital and direct patient care. Bless your heart. I have to say, uh, when I get a break, they don't always happen, but they, when they do, I like to read. But there are those who see me reading a book and think I need to be talked to. <laughs> if a coworker I know really well, I can tell them to talk to me after my break or to go pound sand if it's a good friend. But we ha- have other departments who use our break room and I try not to be rude. But I have even been forced to listen to the conspiracy theory housekeeper talk about colored lights in the sky, for example. It's not like they're talking about horses. So
0: <laughs> I know I who this is. Kim- and she said who she was. This is Kim. Yeah. Kim. Uh, yeah.
1: So Kim I totally get this too. It was like, where you just want to check out, right? Like you just want to be especially when you're in mental health or or healthcare or anything like that. Sometimes you just need that minute to just like disconnect. And I think people see, yes, yeah, see sometimes people reading to start talking. It's like, no, 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 I'm actually doing something. I'm actually doing an activity. Um I almost feel like you should put up a sign like do not disturb, like a little like plaque. Where yeah, there you go. <laughs> Because again, I I do the same thing. Like I'll be watching it even at home. I'll be watching a TikTok or something. And then somebody will go start talking to me. I'm like, I just want to just like disconnect, decompress. I don't really want to talk to you right now, but you don't want to be rude either. Don't be like, like a jerk and be like, yeah, I'm reading my book. But sometimes you have to be like, hey, I just right now need to disconnect and read my book for a bit. I'll talk to you afterwards.
0: You know, it's interesting because I'm obviously gregarious and Jennifer's kind of an introvert. So, Mm -hmm. you know. We, it our favorite thing to do at night is just to watch TV and part of that is we've been we've been both been peopling all day mm-hmm. and you know we're not doing it in person but we're we're talking to people all day right I do sometimes three shows in a day. Mm-hmm. So you know we just don't want to talk to anybody including each other you know we've been together all day you know we just want to sit mm-hmm. and watch TV and you know mm-hmm. I, I think that's it too. I think you know I think that everybody needs that downtime whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. It doesn't matter. You've been peopling all day. You want some alone time. Um, And it's hard to get in a situation like hers where there's a million people in a hospital, you know.
1: And I'm sure even when she's an introvert, extrovert, yeah, you're peopling all day. I know I, same thing with me, I talk all day. So when I get home, sometimes I only talk to my dogs. Like I don't don't want to carry on conversation at least for the first hours. I just need to decompress.
0: Well, plus you've had heavy all day.
1: Heavy all day. Yeah, yeah, and so sometimes people don't get that. Like that has to be is
0: it exhausting on you?
1: Yes. It- some days it is. Um depends on who I'm talking to. Like I I have a a good adolescent client base, which is usually fun because they're they're mostly a good time with the stuff, but like there's like some trauma. Like today I had a guy who was a Afghanistan vet and talking about the war, and that's really heavy. I mean, it's it's stuff that you know you just don't hear every day.
0: How are you? Can you compartmentalize all this stuff, or does some of it get in?
1: Some of it does get in. I I know certain things that have gotten in, and thank God I say for the horses. I say the horses are my therapists, and also most therapists have therapists. So I have a therapist. I have therapist friends. Um, I think the most that ever got to me is I had um, a young woman who was um, sexually abused by her brothers and her father, and repeatedly. And and the story she told, like that is you know her story of her survival it was so horrific that I think it took a couple days for me to de- decompress. And that was her story. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't experience it, but the, the trauma from it was, you know, just, I can still remember that kid today. I can still remember some of the stories that things that really bother. And sometimes it does. Sometimes you hear stuff or you hear people arguing all day and you're solving problems and you get home. And you're like, I like any anyway, of your husband's like, what's for dinner. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what's that about? I was like, i mean it's, it's got to be this problem similar problem to it. a cop
0: right i mean it's kind of the same <laughs> yeah. thing right yeah, yeah.
1: you know i like i want to answer one more question or a nurse a problem. you know
0: same thing mm-hmm. with a nurse too yeah um cat says she works in virginia sometimes i read wearing earbuds so that people hopefully take a double hit that's a good idea kim bring mm-hmm. some noise canceling headphones these kind not earbuds these really make a statement if you got the noise canceling headphones yes. then nobody's going to talk to you and if they do you can't hear them anyway so it's perfect
1: that's yeah, that's idea. actually a great idea. Ariel here is here, too. And I have to say, give a shout out to her. She saw me at her saddle and she was so cool. oh, really I, I, I was going to post this on the equestrian first world problem. So I had bought this saddle uh, and tried to sneak it in. I actually had my dog sitter hide the box, come in and hide the box. And like, because I didn't want my husband to know right away. And I ended up getting really sick that night. So, like, I had to confess before I opened the box. He's like, because <laughs> I had her, like, the box is pretty big. I had Ariel ship it sooner. Like, she was cool. She's a horse girl. I'm like, I should have had to put, like, something else on there. But, again, it's a big-ass box. So – and he saw, he didn't even see the box. I had, like, confessed before. I'm like sick in bed. I'm like, just so you know, <laughs> I bought a shadow. I needed a shadow. He's like, I didn't even see the box. I guess it's because of where it was. I'm like, shit, shit. I could have gone away with it. But yeah, yeah, she is totally cool. And I totally love it. It's like my new baby.
0: <laughs> well, it looks like she enjoys, and Ariel's enjoying the money. So there you go. you are <laughs> even. <laughs> so so uh two more things uh there was this was a post (laughs) she's (laughs) glad you got it um so this was a post that was in the auditor room that i just picked up on uh somebody posted what are what are some unconventional jobs in the equestrian equine world things that mostly involve muggle skills before uh but for equine companies if you have one tell me how you got there i've been trying to leave my industry for over a year and it's been less than fruitful so maybe i need to pivot and i think she said she worked for the Government in some form. Mm -hmm. So, so I I can tackle this one, having worked in a lot of (laughs) equine jobs over the years that are not uh, not training related. Um, I think that this is every well, it's every teenage girl's fantasy, right, to get a job Mm -hmm. in the horse world. Um, And it and we're seeing, I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it a lot more from adults too. Um, The thing is, you have to remember is that. Most of the jobs you're going to get in the horse world are going to involve a company that either makes something or sells something, right? Or a horse show company. I mean, there's only so many, right, that are not mm-hmm. directly training horses or grooming or mucking, right? So uh, if you're looking for it in an industry, those are the kinds of jobs you're going to look for. The problem with it is, and, and there were some of the answers were insightful. Uh, the problem with it is, in the horse world, having worked at tech companies and, you know, Still working the horse world, is that it doesn't pay very well. You, you know, you are going to get paid much better working outside the horse world. You are going to have much better benefits with the government where you are now. Um, and then the other thing is, we kind of glamorize. Oh, I am going to be working in the horse world. It's still a job. It's still yeah. dealing with people that are going to be a pain in the ass sometimes. It's dealing with people that you don't like. You are probably still going to have a. You are going to have a great boss or a terrible one, uh, and none of that changes because it's still a job. Mm-hmm. Right, uh and I think that's what you know. We, but it's doing horse things. Now it's still a job, right? Great. Right. So, and
1: I think too, I get a lot of slack—not slack, but people will say, "Why don't you do equine psychotherapy?" And I would love it. If I won the lottery and I could hire the staff and get the property and, like, yeah. But I think you know, because they're like, you love horses so much and you love working with people, and it's like theoretically it's a beautiful dream, but it is so—I mean—intense just working with people and getting the funding for the mental health part and then the horses. And sometimes it loses that luster of like, that's exciting or that's going to be rewarding because it's so stressful.
0: And we all know that, uh, horse people tend to spend money on themselves last.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. They'll spend it on their horse's well-being before they'll spend it. So that's a tough, that would be a tough one too. Um, and you know, Cheryl said something here too, and this was important. She said, I decided not to work in horses because I didn't want it to become a job. You know that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know we, you know we still love our horses, obviously. But I'll tell you what: when we go away, we want to. You know, I talk horses all day every day, and I'm a horse husband. Jennifer talks horses all day every day with all the shows and editing and she does. We just want to get away from horses for a while, you know, and not talk horses for a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie said you know the same thing. She obviously lives horses, but you know she was in Rome and enjoyed not. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that it does become a job. It, you know, it, it really does. If you have a boarding stable, it's ridiculously a job if you run a boarding stable.
1: Well, and that's why I board my horses and people are like, wouldn't you like to have your horses outside? Wouldn't you like? and I'm like, until you've actually worked in horses. So like that was a thing, you know, I worked as a working student just to ride horses and, you know, broke the ice and did all these things. And, you know, if I want it, like it just becomes where you don't actually enjoy to ride horses because you're working for them all the time, and uh when I first before I got married, my husband's like, "Well, let's get a property." I'm like, "Pumpkin, I'm gonna have you come to the farm, and <laughs> we're gonna do some some farm chores, and you're gonna see, like, even in a nice day, it's it's grueling, and you know, you can't just go anywhere, and you can't have a job that's farther away. You always are kind of worried about these animals, and yeah, then like like Cheryl said, it becomes where it's a job. It's not really like having them to be enjoyed anymore. It's nice to be, Hey, it's zero degrees weather. Let me send that board check. I'll send you a little extra for that. <laughs> you handle it. So, and I want if I want to feel like a barn girl, I'd stay up there overnight and be like, I'll help for that 24 hours, get it out of my system. It's great.
0: Now I'm not trying to talk this person out of it there. You know, no, you could go find a cool thing, but I've always said too, I, even with what I do, right. It's not hard. Um, but, I was still running a company. So, you know, the fun part is on the mic. Talking to mm-hmm. Jamie every day, that's the fun part. Everything else is just work. It's running a company, selling ads, dealing with sponsors, paying the bills, you know, hiring people, starting new show. All of that's work. You know, it's yeah. just, it's a job. The fun part, and I think that's true of any job, or a lot of jobs. I'm not saying any job. But, you mm-hmm. know, you have those little things that make you stay because they're the fun parts. But everything else is just a job. You know, uh...
1: well, yeah, I just I had just started my own business. I was doing private practice on the side, and last year, I was like, "Let me just do it full time, which ended long story short, I ended up being I, taking a clinical director job anyway because I can never say never but you don't realize having business of your own until you have it, how much work behind the scenes and that you're like, well, if I have my own business, I, my own boss. Yes. But now you're putting in more than 40 hours because you're doing a oh, paperwork. You're doing the, <laughs> te- the marketing, you're doing all these things that you wouldn't do for a business. And again, like, I don't think, I think people should, should pursue their dreams. But I think the realist, the realism of it is that it's not all glitz and glam and you know that it's not like you make it look easy. You and Jen and, you know, these people, you know just, you but you don't see like the blowing.
0: 100 hours a week and right you know the, this... the the frustration from doing the books and you know just mm-hmm. everything you know just or everything the fear
1: of sponsorship sponsors come and yeah. go and it's like that's a big blow when you're like you've had a sponsor maybe for a long time and they decide to pull or you know it's you have people who were hosts and they're like they can't do that anymore and you know so all these moving parts that people don't see behind the scenes
0: and that that is true and it, you know mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons i sold the company is like okay mm-hmm. I'm, i just turned 61 yesterday it was time to wind yeah, down do you know i always want to do horses in the morning you know so don't, yeah. nobody can panic there um and i you know i have a contract for a couple of years to stay with this company but and consult but and i don't want to keep doing horses if i could just do horses in the morning if that's all mm-hmm. i had to do three days a week with jamie that'd be like a dream <laughs> that would be yeah. like a dream i mean that would be great um so yeah so that was the the final question one other thing i wanted to talk to you about because i i read an article hold on darn cold i read an article about this the other day um about imposter syndrome and it's something we talk about a lot in the podcasting world because Mm -hmm. you know people start shows like i did i was a horse husband i don't Mm -hmm. know a damn thing why am i how am i how what, what, what are my qualifications to start a show about horses or a network about horses when I'm just a horse? I never trained a horse in my life. Uh, yeah, I played with them and I drove them and, you know, had probably more than Jennifer did at times. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm not a horse person. And so, you know, I definitely had imposter syndrome when I started podcasting. And then, uh, you know, in podcasting, we talk about this all the time because nobody thinks they're worthy to start their own show, you know, with, mm. with some exceptions. Um but in the horse world, especially in the showing world, imposter syndrome has to be everywhere because you probably get into that thinking, "Well, I'm I'm not good enough to do this and to, you know, to be successful at it." Until you are, right? Until you cross those thresholds. I think there's thresholds along the way. When you cross certain thresholds, then you gain confidence. But I think. Don't you agree? I mean, you must deal with imposter syndrome at times, too, with
1: oh, God, with, yeah. with your clients. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing It's I think it's big in our field, even though we don't like what we're doing, we're trained. Um, there's times where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> like who, <laughs> Who's listening to me? Or like, I'll have somebody who'll be like, that's great what you just said. I'm like, shit, I didn't even realize what I just said. And then, yeah, there's days where you're like, am I good enough to be able to help people? And do I have the skill? Do I need, do I have what they need? Um, And it's funny when you say that, where I feel like imposter syndrome has only hit me in a a horse world with dressage, because I wasn't always a a dressage rider. And as I've gone off the levels, Uh like um, right now, I'm yeah working. Oh, can you hear me?
0: Oh, no. Nikki's locked up.
1: Oh, no. Let's see if
0: she comes back.
1: I don't know if you can hear Uh, me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, You were locked up for a
0: minute. Just start that over.
1: Oh, okay. So I don't know which part I said. So imposter syndrome in my field is, is rampant. You know, I'm helping people every day. I am very skilled. I have been in the field for many years, Um, but still, those days where I'm like, "What the hell am I doing?" And the best is when somebody goes to you, uh, like, "This was brilliant, what you just said." And I'm like, "Shit, I totally didn't realize what I just said. I should have wrote it down." Um, And the horse world is dressage. I'm telling you right now, I have imposter syndrome now. Going with the levels, like I'm still competing at intermediate, and I'm like, "What the hell am I doing?" Like. like, can I be back at like first level? There's some days where I'm like, I know I've been good at it. I've been doing it a long time, but like the horse will humble you to the point of being like, maybe I should question myself more often. Like, what the hell do you think? Like, again, like I didn't feel that way in the jumper ring. I'd be like, eh, we'll see what happens if I give her that jump. Worst case scenario, I'm going to fall off. Right. <laughs> like, and, like, and dressage is like, damn it. I didn't get the twos or the ones are like, oh, I God,
0: forgot my test but, in the middle. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not exactly straight. And, you know, so, you know, it was that, it was the craziness of the, it's, that the, it's a fuck of dressage. That's why I feel like it is. It's like, <laughs> well,
0: and I think probably, you know, if you extend that out, I probably any athlete of any level mm-hmm. has it right. Do whatever sport you're going to feel. I played tennis somewhat competitively for a while and I felt it the whole damn time. I definitely should have been out there in the court. And I proved that on a regular basis <laughs> that I shouldn't have been out there in the court.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. And I think it's, you know, I think I know I had to go through it with going from job to job. I mean, and you know, being director of inpatient outpatient, like, you know, I had people hundreds of people underneath me, like with, you know, my old jobs. And it's like, you know, what am I doing? I'm like 30 some, not now i 30 some years old. I'm in my forties. But at the time when I first started as um, an administrator, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why are people listening to me? But again, like you have to work past that. I think part of it's like knowing your worth. And I, I work a lot with that with my clients, like, because there's that part I feel like some people feel like they're not worthy of what they, what they deserve, like the good things. It's, um, you know, whether it's from being raised a certain way and saying, like, you know, you have to always struggle. or well, you don't. And I think that's part of it, too, is, like, knowing that you've gotten to this point because you've earned it. You've gotten to this point because this is your time.
0: And, you know, theater people, having worked with theater people for a long time, um, have that to a degree, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, all the th- even I did. Uh, and you always feel that way. You <laughs> always feel like you're an imposter... 15 minutes before you go on stage. (laughs) And, you know, we did 450 shows and all 450 shows. I felt like I got to go out there and play a king, you know, and Mm -hmm. in 15 minutes. And I knew I could obviously i had done it 400 times. But you still feel that way every time you go out. And it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. Just how am I going to pull this off? And you know what? You put on the costume and you go out and you pull it off. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just it for me it was a strawberry daiquiri once i had my strawberry daiquiri before the show i was good
1: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, when's the last time did you have a strawberry daiquiri last night for your birthday
0: i did not actually we did not we had a fun time though we we have a group here in ocala that's uh, all all listeners really um and kayla's there she's a host now but she just did a show with jennifer uh for for thursday but you know and we we get together once a month and they're friends of ours and stuff and there's sometimes eight ten people uh and we invite anybody that's in town to come to dinner with us uh it's usually the second second sunday of the month was my birthday last night but we get together and it's it's just so much fun to get together with people that you haven't seen in a month and catch up every month Mm -hmm. and they're all horse people so you know we all have that in common and they're listeners too so but it just worked out it worked out good that it happened to be on my birthday this year and i'm not at freaking rolex uh, so
1: <laughs> I know maybe next year. I know I definitely want to get down to the World Equestrian Center. I'm hoping to take a trip down there. And then I know uh, Helena and I were talking about hopefully going to Land Rover. You know, I think it was this year, we'll maybe hopefully do next year. we'll I come
0: to World Equestrian Center. Center in the winter. That's yeah
1: it. <laughs> Don't yeah, do that that'd in the summer. Fun. Oh, God, no, yeah. I don't do well in heat. <laughs> no, you definitely so... want
0: to come down in the winter. You know, Jennifer and I are at the point, too, where we want to do new things. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. Land Rover. Fifty times, you know, we've been there literally, probably thirty times uh, since it started. You know, we we've been going, so you know, it just it's fun and all, but we're we're getting to the age now where we want to see different things and new things because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know because there's so much out there to see.
1: Definitely, I I was there the last rolex and uh that was my first and last time so i got to be in the first rolex and the last rolex um but yeah and it too it's like it's fun one i think every few years probably to go but every year can get draining jamie loves it every year she
0: can go every year she's perfectly happy going every year she (laughs) loves that uh And, of course, when we lived in Lexington, it was easy because it was four miles from our house. We just drove over. You went, you know, because it was right there. But we kind of have that now with the World Equestrian Center Mm -hmm. with so much going on over there. They had an auction last week of sport horses, and my brother went over, Mm -hmm. and he said there were many that were over $100,000. In that auction.
1: i'd love just to watch that or one of the big ones in kentucky just and you know just to feel like I'm part of the crowd be like maybe i'll bid, maybe i won't yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well of course we have the keen or not the keeneland sales we have the the big sales down here for racehorses in ocala yeah. too
1: kentucky derby maybe it's right the across the an airport and to. they
0: yeah once right see it once yeah, you know, just once yeah i don't think i'd want to go to those people every year i don't think i want to do it every year no just but to be like put on country. a hat
1: put on a dress and be like i'm at the derby yay yep
0: yeah. i mean i did a you know i've done football games i've done races and all that stuff but i wouldn't go back to a race again it was just five hours mm-hmm. in the hot sun you yeah, know seeing no. a car race so and i don't know if i'm getting booted here again or you are i don't know so
1: they could hear me last time i know it's I got weird
0: because you, it, you i don't know could be me could be i don't know who knows we're just killing time <laughs> we're talking about nothing at this point because we run out of questions so
1: <laughs> i mean it's, you know it is it's like this i know it's everybody gets their uh question first world problems then forgets third world yeah. first world yeah first world <laughs> yeah so we know, haven't done I,
0: this in so long i feel like we have new listeners that have, don't even know what it is either so uh
1: but it's interesting i wonder what things that like whether in the equestrian world that people would love to try like on their bucket list like for me i've never seen the chickadee ponies right like i've never been down to like and i live pretty close like on the east coast so like certain things like on my bucket list of like horses the things to do that we just i think that's what's great about the horse radio network and horses in the morning you give us ideas of like oh i never thought to like try that or go there i never thought to like experience horses this way so i mean it never really gets old
0: Mackinac Island. Oh, I heard that. I, yeah, I want to go there. We haven't done that yet. Uh, that requires to going to the top of Michigan. So That's yes. why we haven't. But uh, so not in the winter. <laughs> no, not in the winter. So um, let's see. Somebody said so. Mackinac Island is definitely on our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn, would you keep a driving horse that bolted when under saddle? I'm not sure what they're asking. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to keep interested- a driving.
1: Ariel said that she is a groom actually for a big show, but I'm, she's an event writer. I always, uh, always, sorry, right. That was what I do outside of work is different, but still with horses. So she's awesome. somebody who actually does work with horses all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she'd be interesting. You know, it's, it is for people who work with horses, like how it is, how they view horses and sport. And, you know, do they I, get y- super tired?
0: You know what? It's true too. And I don't mean to sound like the old guy, but, uh, Mm-mm. by the way, I found out the nickname There apparently is a Snapchat group, uh, of auditors. Oh, is
1: there? And,
0: and they have a nickname for me, which I'm not going to say right now. Uh, I so... can't do
1: Snapchat. <laughs> I can't. Um, my teenagers were like, you know, when we snap in the snap room in private, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I, I can't, I can't do yeah, one I, more social media.
0: <laughs> I can't either. Uh, but apparently there is one. I didn't even know that. So I found out last night at, uh, at, dinner what uh what my nickname was they were trying to come up with one for jamie um so i'll tell you my nickname because somebody's going to post it in here it's daddy g
1: daddy g but the, daddy? so apparently that's my rap daddy name daddy you know g? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were trying to come up with one for jamie uh, oh, uh I, I know jamie. little j was mentioned uh but i don't know that doesn't quite fit her i don't know no so they were trying to come up with one for jamie too a ref name.
1: <laughs> no, what's funny is that the other day, so you, I know that in the focus group and in like the auditor room, they talk about the squeak, right? And I've never heard the squeak. I, I don't until... know why
0: some can hear it and some Do you heard it?
1: The other day, I was actually quite excited. I'm probably the only person who's excited about hearing the squeak because I'm like, I don't freaking hear it. Except if I'm in my car and I'm like, is there, like something wrong in my car? And they're like, oh, it's the squeak. They're, everybody keeps hearing us, <laughs> totally excited about the squeak.
0: Okay, you got to. We'll have time for one more question. It's a serious one. Do you see Jennifer's there?
1: Yeah, I have a mental health horse. This question.
0: is a tough one. Wow, this is a good one. This is All a right. one to end on here.
1: One of my students was in school in Nashville. That, oh crap! They had the shooting. She's nine. Her boyfriend was killed. She trains with me. How can I help? Or her best friend. I'm sorry. I was boyfriend, best friend. Sorry. Her best friend was killed. She trains with me. How can I help her and her family? It was pretty traumatic for her. For our barn family, nine years old, should not have to go through that. So that's heavy. Um, Being there for her, being there to be the outlet is the best thing you can do for her for when she's ready to talk. Um, I think definitely getting her to some kind of counseling, regardless if, you know, just to have an outlet. But Jen, just being there and saying, hey, how are you doing? I'm here for you, whatever you need no matter what, I'm here to hear you talk or here if you just need a hug. Um, And the horses too
0: are the help Mm -hmm. there, right? I mean, the horses are are probably the biggest help she could get.
1: Yeah, and it's her safe place, I'm sure, being at the barn. And this has been a big thing with my adolescents and teenagers of, you know, they feel that way. It's like, we're going to school and we don't know if we're going to get shot at. Um, And I don't know, I didn't ever remember that feeling going to school. I remember... I was about, I think, a junior in high school when Columbine happened. And that was mind blowing, right? Like, oh my God, these people are shooting up a school. We never thought that would happen. But they have drills and they have like active shooter drills. And to had no, like, at any time, somebody can go into a school and shoot up a school. Now, we were, were
0: hiding under the desk from uh, nuclear war yeah. <laughs> when I was in school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Cold <laughs> like, War <when> wasn't. In...
0: <laughs> yeah, we weren't worried about shooting up schools. We were worried about getting obliterated. Uh, and being under the desk was going to help, you know, that was going to save us.
1: Uh. Yeah. It's, I mean, the horses will also help, but I think it's, she's going to have to process that. And I mean, just not process that her best friend was killed and that grieving process of losing somebody so young, but the trauma of going to a school where you were shot at and, you know and that not even maybe she was shot at but shot that there was an active shooter and that you had to go through trauma um I do listen to a lot of people who have have like been in these school shootings like they'll talk on like TED talks and whatnot and it is a process of like a life process of trying to work through that of that trauma and that scare of like is it am I going to be next this is the next place I go going to be me she says it is she has a sweet old show pony and he's the best for her oh we hug her a lot oh Uh, my god i want to hug her too i just my heart goes out because how do you you know we never had to do that like deal with this like and be like oh you know you did like you lost your friend to a shooting in school where you're supposed to be safe and learning and you know it's hard enough to lose anybody but to lose it in that way it's just it's super sad
0: we well, you can't end on that. Let's end on a no. light note. Okay, the light note is, hey, Daddy G, I don't know who wrote this. Hey, Daddy <laughs> G, I have the perfect salsa for you. It's Daddy G salsa.
1: <laughs> and I looked it up. You have to see a deity. Like they do, like, the deity. the deity. Deity.
0: <laughs> I am <laughs> the, the whitest brochure. white guy you've ever seen. <laughs> deity so, G. Uh,
1: gotta,
0: I love names the names of it.
1: <laughs> like Big Mama James, or like, uh,
0: yeah. I don't think we should call her Big Mama. I don't think that's Your gonna go over. No, well she'll, she'll come yeah. after me. <laughs> so, I, I'm on this big uh, Daddy G salsa page, and they have great names. So, they have Rockin', they have smoking, they have kicking, they have bitching, and they have, have banging. Um, Bitchin', and bangin', that's bitchin awesome. and bangin'. So, I don't know which is the hottest. Uh, let's see. It, it uh, banging is the hottest. Banging. Yeah, banging is the hottest, but now I want to try Daddy G salsa. And why am I not getting a commission on this?
1: Yeah, oh. also I think that would be a, a great like gift for like you know bringing somebody in there. Have like a you know, something to talk sweet. So Cheryl says sweet Mama J. Oh, <laughs> sweet Mama. <laughs> that
0: makes her sound old though. She's not gonna like it that. I need, she needs
1: something like, spicy, like you know, something like something spicy really, J. Guess Spicy J. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Homie J. Homie
0: J. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't watch this. She always
1: cracks uh, me when she's like, I'm sure. I'm like, Jamie, you're 5'2". I killed me 5 5'2". I'm 5'1 on a good day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a habit. Like, half of my hosts are under 5'2". I don't know how that happened.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Mandy probably is the tallest one, yeah yeah she she's the only host I have that and Reese Reese is tall too, uh but all all the rest of you are just tiny people, uh our puppy's name is giddy Up, my giddy wife up. just Thank calls her G. You. Aww. <laughs> That's. <laughs> we gotta come up, okay guys keep keep working on the uh rap name for Jamie. we need to come up with that she's from Atlanta, the Homer rap, so you know, uh we should have something for her. And we can change the name of the show show to, we can change the name of the show to daddy G and whoever. (laughs) Little J. (laughs) We
1: need one for Jen too. Like everybody should have like a gangster name for horses in the morning, like gangster Friday or something
0: like that. All right. That's enough of this nonsense. Uh, Thank you for jumping in tonight and uh, being here and we wish Helena the best. I hope she gets better um and we'll make sure she gets on to tell us and show pictures of her cute little farm she bought down there in Aiken so uh and I'm sure she showed you all kinds of pictures it's so cute
1: oh she did I can't uh, wait to go visit
0: yeah. I know me too and it's only probably six seven hours from here so nice uh, so we'll bad. be able to. I love Aiken when she said she was looking at Aiken I said go for it if we moved out of Florida out of Ocala we'd move to Aiken
1: I've never been to Aiken.
0: It's on my horsey list, too. I heard it's a It's like a New England town that was transported to the south. Um, So it's got south Mm -hmm. because of the trees and all that stuff, but it also has the houses that you would see in a town in Rhode Island. So it's kind of a mixture of both, and it's just cute as could be. And, of course, there's a million horse things to do. But the people there are great. Um, Great tech shops. We we did like the countryside there, too. Uh, Yeah, we liked it.
1: Nice, I definitely can't wait to visit. It's, yeah, we're missful. We'll hopefully we'll get back together soon. Make this uh we'll hopefully everyone will get well. You, me, Helena, next time. Rachel have to be...
0: Rachel <laughs> out there and uh, you know, our friend Rachel out there in Las Vegas who gotta get through the surgery. Oh, yes. And we Ted we're after her surgery, we're gonna Kim and I and we, whoever wants to come, we're gonna have to do a meet-up in Vegas and visit Rachel. Yeah, uh, prayers
1: or Rachel. I just give her all the credit in the world. It's did a you, hard battle. So but... a
0: Double mastectomy, you go home the same day. It's outpatient.
1: Yeah. That's crazy, right?
0: It cut your parts off and they're sending you home. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just hard to even imagine. My dad, when he went in for a hernia, simple hernia operation in the old days, they kept you in for six days in the hospital. Those days are over.
1: Well, I think the good part is because the more time they show in the hospital, <laughs> the more time you can develop infections. So uh, my trainer had a double mastectomy, um, and the same thing, like she was out the, you know, <laughs> and sure will have all these contraptions and yeah, it's gonna be a long road. I really, God, I wish her the best because it is, it's so scary. It's weak, you know, and it's, she's young and it's, you know, but hopefully she'll recover quickly and she has been fable to keep her company.
0: Yeah. And you know, one of her animals had to have a surgery and thank you to the auditors who donated $2,600 in two days. Um, Twenty six hundred dollars in two days, just from the auditors. Thank you all, uh, and that's going to help her her animal get the surgery. And she doesn't she has she's going to use that for her animals. And during recovery, she's going to need somebody to take care of and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, she, that's one less thing she has to worry about is the care for her animals. So, um, so thank you to the auditors. You guys are great. I mean, it, it is the coolest group. It really is. Uh, I can't think of another community that's like this one. So. No,
1: we're an extended family, and it's nice. Even though I've never met Rachel in person, I've been a friend, Facebook friend for years through the Horse Radio Network. I feel like I know her, and it's like, oh, God, you know, and I love that we, like, one of us will step in. Like, it's just, it's an amazing concept. I do never, nobody would ever think of this 20 years ago. Like, I don't think happen.
0: Kim's ever met her in person, and she's the one that put mm-hmm. the fundraiser together. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I, I, and I don't know that you and I have ever met in person, have we?
1: Yes, we met at uh Rolex
0: a Rolex, okay. Yes. I forget who I meet at Rolex. You mm-hmm. meet so many people at Rolex. It's like.
1: Yes, I met yeah. you and Jamie the first, I guess the first and last Rolex that, that was there. And oh, where now... she
0: made us trudge all the way out to jump number one to start cross country day?
1: My husband sold bitches about trudging around because he's like, Oh my God. We walked like eight miles. He's like, Jesus, how are you not out of breath? I'm like, it's a horse thing. Like we're just chugging up the hill. He's like, where's that bar? We just passed. And I guess the land (laughs) river bar or whatever it was. I'm like, I'll meet you there. Like, just. (laughs) I still
0: think I could make a fortune doing a horse husband's tent that has TVs in it, showing other sports beer. And you know, we could just have darts. I think I'd make a fortune charge, cover charge to get in Mm -hmm. for the day. I, I think I'd make a fortune. I
1: think you should. I think this is what should happen. Like, yeah, have beverages and snacks and like nice comfy seating areas and all kinds of stuff. I mean,
0: TVs with other sports on. Yeah.
1: I felt bad for my husband. So the first time I've taken him to an event was the Jersey Fresh. And unfortunately, it was a Jersey Fresh that, um, I wanted to name her Philippa. (sighs) She had lost her life. Like we saw her. We saw her go, her horse and then go. And then she crashed and she died. And my husband's like, oh my god like so like he's like i just never saw like and nobody has i mean not like i see that happen all the time and then we went to rolex and i think the first jump of whatever it was fell like with the horse and stuff is like i can't handle this anymore i can't do this he's like where can i go back to the hotel i'm like oh stop it's gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> like so yes i think we need to get a tent like you need to get like you know like, like almost like a um like the uh, sultan's tent like have a, and you know can-
0: what i could just uh uh leslie says and then i could do interviews leslie all i'd yeah. have to do is put a mic in there and we'd have four hours of them bitching about their wives and it would just be a show yeah. i could just play that that's all i would have to do <laughs> We do it on the horse lovers cruise. All the ladies get together one night and they play a horsey game and we all go down to the bar. The horse husbands get together and bitch about our wives. So it's perfect. It works out you great.
1: Should. You should have an extravagant tent. Like it really like, looks like a Sultan's tent. Like that. Yeah, King's that's right. Tent. And With like the big yeah, comfy
0: chairs and
1: <laughs> I think you can make some money. I, I know somebody posted. this. No women
0: thing. allowed right at the door. No women allowed. <laughs> it's like, remember, Unless they're remember? the wife of a horse guy.
1: Remember, married with children and he would have no ma'am? Yes. (laughs) That's what you can have no (laughs) ma'am.
0: No ma'am. That's right. I'd probably get arrested or be breaking some kind of law in Kentucky. (laughs)
1: We'll tell uh, you that later. One of us some knows a cop, so we yeah. can get you out, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We try and do this once a month. We're going to try and get back on schedule. So if you have something you want us to answer next month, then uh, we can do that. I'll also put this out on the auditor feed tomorrow. For those of you missed it, you can listen to the audio. But then you won't get to see Nikki's pretty face.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nikki. <laughs> thank you, Gunn. Thank you, everyone.